Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I want to begin with a couple of points from the NFL games that we've seen already. Now, we've got two Monday night football games, and we've got a Tuesday night game. But to me, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs, should be a prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl. I mean, a monster favorite. 21 games, they've won 20 of them. I feel like the Chiefs, much like the New England Patriots of years past, are biding their time to get into the playoffs where they will be able to flip another switch and dominate at a level that we aren't really used to seeing teams in the NFL dominate at. And even without having given, I think it's fair to say, their entire focus to a lot of these opponents, the Chiefs have won 20 of their last 21 games. Okay, That is almost impossible to do in the NFL I had Dub doing research on this. One of you out there may know otherwise. But the only team I can even think of that was even at this level of sustained dominance was the New England Patriots. In the last 30 years or so, I can't think of any team that has consistently performed like this. And remember, the NFL has become more of a parody-driven league as as the years have gone on, right? Basically, the NFL is trying to create 8-8, eight and eight, right? Which makes, frankly, the Chiefs' domination an incredible story and also just reinforces how improbable a team like the Detroit Lions being so bad for so long is. Now, I know you beat the Bears last weekend. I hate to bring it up for poor Lions fans out there. My wife is a Detroit-area native. 
But it's really shouldn't be possible for the Patriots to exist on the good side or for a team like the Lions to exist on the bad side. But big win there for the Chiefs to get to 20-1, and one, effectively win their division, and, uh, and, and go ahead and guarantee themselves a home playoff game. Now, the Chiefs would like, obviously, to catch the Steelers and be able to get that by, so you only have to win two games instead of three to get to the Super Bowl. But we'll have to wait and see what happens with the Steelers going forward as their schedule's been a little bit out of whack ever since the Ravens kind of created a mess there. So that is one big NFL story. The other two biggest NFL stories, I would say, are one for the NFC West. NFC West, the best division in football, but the leader of the NFC West just lost to the leader of the worst division in football. The Giants beat the Seattle Seahawks, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. And as much as Russell Wilson looked like he was going to be a runaway MVP early in the season when the Seahawks got out to a 5-0 and start, the Seahawks look like a decent team, but very beatable team in the past several weeks. And the, the Seahawks now, after starting 5-0, and are just 3-4 and in their last sevens and seven games. And this has to be an alarm bell loss for them. Meanwhile, the Rams go on the road, beat the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, not the same player ever since he dinged up his shoulder. The Cardinals continue to fall, and the Rams have surged back into first place with four to go. What does the Rams season look like? If you're trying to break out who will win the NFC West, well, the Rams have the Patriots coming to town, um, and the Patriots have been a little bit on a roll, right? Um, The Patriots just absolutely dominated the Chargers, and now they get to play in L.A. again. Dub, aren't they staying in L.A. because they've got that Thursday game? I I think they're, like, not traveling back across the country. Will you look that up and check and see if I'm correct in that? Um, And so they're just basically hanging out in L.A. uh, to get ready for back-to-back games uh, in L.A. And then the Rams get the Jets, Then they go on the road against the Seahawks, and then they finish with the Cardinals. So if you're trying to break down who exactly should be favored to win the NFC West, I don't know that there is a a prohibitive favor here, but I think what the Rams have done of late, especially on the defensive side, now the Seahawks get basically a guaranteed win against the Jets. Then they get to play against Washington, so I'd probably make the Seahawks a little bit of a favorite because I think uh, their down-the-road stretch is, is quite a bit easier. But I think this thing's going to be decided on December 27th in Seattle when the Rams come to town. I think that is uh, actually when uh, you're going to find out who is, uh, who's going to win the NFC West. And the Patriots are, in fact, staying in L.A., and they're going to be practicing at UCLA as they get ready. All right, so that was one uh, big takeaway in the division battles. Another interesting division battle going on in the AFC South, and this is the game I went to go see. I went to go see the Browns going up against the Titans, and I thought the Titans coming off back-to-back great performances on the road, overtime win in Baltimore, beating uh, the snot out of the Indianapolis Colts last weekend in Indianapolis, I thought the Titans would come back home and I thought they would play really well. I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. The Browns came in and absolutely leveled the Titans in the first half. It was 38-7. to 
that almost never happens in the NFL that one team just comes in and dominates like that. And the Titans couldn't match any of the level of intensity that the Browns brought to bear. The Browns were coming off of a bad performance against the Jags. And by the way, credit to the Jags for being able to play as well as they have. And the Browns are now 9-3 and three for the first time since 1994. Uh, they're probably not going to be able to catch the uh, to catch the Steelers at all, but there's a good chance that they're going to be a 10 or 11 win team. Honestly, if you look at the Browns, the rest of the Browns schedule, the last year they had all the hype, they had all the attention. This year they came out, they stumbled out of the gates, didn't look very good. But if you look since Odell Beckham's injury, the Browns have been playing. Pretty good football, right? They found ways to win. They haven't won by a lot, but they have won most of their games of late. You look at them since uh, before Halloween. Now, they've beaten the Bengals. It's a close game. Lost to the Raiders. Beat the Texans. Beat the Eagles. Beat the Jags. And this was their signature statement performance. Now, the Ravens are coming to town on Monday night, and the hype train is going to be off the chart for the Browns as they get ready for the Ravens. But even if the Ravens are able to win that game again next Monday night, uh, a week from today, then the Browns go on the road against the Giants. Very winnable game. They go on the road against the Jets. They're in New York back-to-back weeks. That should be an easy win against the Jets, who are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And then they finish with the Steelers, and that Steelers game to end the season may not matter at all for the Steelers, who could potentially have already locked up the number one seed. So it's not crazy. I mean, honestly, it's not crazy to think that the Browns could win 11 or 12 games this year, which is a heck of a performance for uh, for the Browns coming in based off last year's disaster. Baker Mayfield was phenomenal. I mean, let's be honest, he picked apart this Titans defense, and I know the game ended up relatively close, but Mayfield had four first quarter, I mean, first half touchdowns, averaged over 10 yards a pass attempt. I mean, he was outstanding. And so that is the uh, the big picture in the NFL. We're about to talk to Joel Klatt about a lot of different college football-related issues but I want to give you a quick rundown of what I think the big takeaways are in the world of college football from the weekend games that we just saw, and that is pretty straightforward. There are six teams that can make the college football playoff. Now, I understand some of you Trojan fans waking up this morning, your boys came out, they put it on them, they were up 28 nothing in the first quarter against Washington State. Pac-12 doesn't have a chance, in my opinion, to get a team in the college football playoff. There are six teams with a chance to make the college football playoff now, four of whom obviously will. Three from the SEC, Alabama, Florida, Texas A&M, two from the ACC, Clemson and Notre Dame, and one from the Big Ten, Ohio State. So what do I think this ends up looking like before all is said and done in college football? I think what's going to happen is you will have the number one seed, Alabama. Alabama's the best team. Again, I asked a poll question that I thought was an interesting one. Who would you rather uh, bet on right now? Alabama to win the national title in college football or the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl for a second straight year in the NFL? Alabama got 69% of the vote. Over 40% of you voted. 
31% of you said the Chiefs. I think Alabama and the Chiefs should both both be considered prohibitive favorites. And so, if you break this down, here's what I think the college football playoffs going to end up being. Alabama is the one seed. I think your two seed is going to be Clemson. Your three seed is going to be Ohio State. And your four seed is going to be Notre Dame. So you would have Alabama playing Notre Dame and you would have Clemson playing against Ohio State in a rematch of what we've seen before. Again, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. I think that would make college football people happy. Does Joel Klatt agree with me? He's about to join us next. Fox's lead college football analyst will also talk about the Urban Meyer to Texas drama and everything else in the world of college football. Get your popcorn. It's always fun. It's Joel Klatt next. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trips 
tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're about to be joined by the awful, the uh, the the miserable, the uh, eternally uh, Grinch laden Joel Klatt um, here on Outkick <laughs> as we are every single uh, Monday as we break down everything college football. Joel, I'll start right here. You've got in theory Michigan Ohio State, one of the iconic rivalries in all of sports. It got thrown into a total uncertainty with Michigan having to cancel their game against Maryland. I know it's Monday, and there's tons of things that can happen on any given week, but when do you fly to uh, to go call this game, and what will your preparation be? Will it be different, if at all, from a normal Michigan-Ohio State game? No, I, I mean, it won't be different from my perspective. I'll travel out the same day. I'll travel out Thursday. Normally, this is Thanksgiving. Um, so That's actually, right. I used to travel out a little bit early, you know, uh, we would have Thanksgiving as a family on Wednesday and then I would leave early Thursday morning. Um, now I'm going to leave kind of the normal time I always do, which is right around lunchtime, uh, on a, on a Thursday. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to prepare for the game as it, as it currently stands. Um, I will tell you that as I've done a few different times during the course of the season, I'll have another game in my back pocket. And this is not inside information at all. This is pure speculation on my part. After what Barry Alvarez said last week about, listen, we're going to find a way to get Ohio State either via a change of rule into the Big Ten championship game or or some avenue. I think that if Michigan cancels, there's a good chance that they would find them another Big Ten opponent yep. uh, in order to fulfill that sixth game. So I'm going to have a couple of teams in my back pocket that I'll study for a couple of hours this week, uh, Clay. One of them will be Maryland. Um, and, and we'll go from there, but you know, I'm fully, listen, at this point, I'm going to remain optimistic and I'm, I'm fully prepared for, for Michigan to, um, get to a point where they can play. And, and I hope that they can. If I told you right now, here's my prediction for the college football playoff, Bama, the one seed, two seed Clemson, three seed, uh, Ohio state, four seed Notre Dame. Would you buy or sell that as the most likely foursome in the college football playoff? Yeah, I'd buy that. I would absolutely buy that. I think that that's um, at, le- at least at this point, that's that's what I expect to happen. Um, 
I, I don't think. Listen, I don't think A and M has has been dominant to a to a point where you can legitimately say that they deserve to be in this race. To be honest with you, right? Uh, and and in a conversation with a Notre Dame or even an Ohio State, which I think would be a little bit even more of a reach. So I think that you're absolutely on the right track. Uh, the the only other team that I think could be thrown in there as Cincinnati. And I just don't think that the the committee is going to give them a shot. In particular, if we get Alabama as an undefeated, Ohio state as an undefeated and, and Clemson as an ACC champion. How great was coastal Carolina and BYU being able to put together that game? And I know there's BYU fans listening to us right now that are like, man, it stunk the way we lost. But to me, sure. you actually give so much credit to those guys. First of all, I know we've talked about this, for BYU having made the decision to play a game when everybody else in the Mountain Time Zone and play a season, I mean, when everybody else in the Mountain Time Zone and Pacific Time Zone were saying, hey, we're not going to play, that to me felt like an incredible performance by them in general. Uh, And then to put this game together, drive their stuff all the way from Utah, get it out to Conway, South Carolina, to right there uh, at uh, at, at Myrtle Beach, basically, and to have that game come down to literally the final play, I mean, it was incredible. I loved it. It felt like the schoolyard, man, you know? Yeah. I think if, if, if nothing else, I think that BYU has endeared itself to the larger college football community this year. And I think it's, it's been a program ostracized for a number of different reasons. And people, you know, uh, just kind of uh, don't pay attention to BYU as much. And I think to, to your point about not only, you know, maintaining the season before um, in August, you know, before games were played as the only team in the mountain time zone or even, you know, west of the Mississippi, really, if you look at it, um, you know, outside of the Big 12, I, I, I think that they've endeared themselves. This was awesome. This was awesome. Yeah. I know I argued on their behalf last week that they should be in the top 10. Everyone's like, oh, how dare you say they should have been in the playoff race? Never said they, they should be in the playoff race as much as I thought that they should have been in the top 10 and given more respect by the committee. I think that, that we, we get lost in this in, in these two different conversations. And I think this has to do with the game last week and, and it has to do with what, what these teams are moving forward, both of them. So we get lost in this, in this issue where we don't really have a set criteria. Some people rank teams based on who they think is going to win that week. Some people rank teams based on what the teams deserve via their resume. Some people um, uh, rank teams based on who they just think is, is better. You know, and and then injuries play a factor, and all this, uh, in all these different ways that you can kind of rank teams, right? Head to head versus not head to head versus all these, you know, on the road, blah blah blah. And I was arguing that I thought BYU last week deserved to be ranked higher, and and I still feel that way about last week. And and listen, they went out there and they accepted the game, and Coastal beat them. And, and I really wanted to rank Coastal higher than what I rank them. I ranked them just outside of my top 10. But it, it, I think that these teams deserve a, a fair amount of respect uh, from the larger college football community. I, I, I really do. And I've come around on this because, Clay, as, as I think I've told you, I mean, you're an elitist in general, which like bothers <laughs> a lot of people, including me. But I'm I, I don't like even think I'm an elitist. elitist. I, yeah. Oh, you're absolutely an elitist. You always talk about your law degree and everything. Everyone pukes when they're listening to you, and it's fine. <laughs> but I, I will just like I'm a big I'm a big conference snob, 
like um, admittedly so. And I have been for a long time. It's probably because I played in a, in a larger conference and I understand how much more difficult it was to do uh, that versus play in a group of five conference. And so I've always given the benefit of the doubt to the larger conference team. But having said that, I, I, I don't know if I'm getting soft in my old age. I don't know what it is. I'm starting to get frustrated that there's no avenue yep. for a team to 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 get to the level where they can even compete, right? And I'm, and I'm like, and everyone's like, well, they, they, you know, Georgia would beat Coastal. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what? You're, you're probably right, Georgia fans and Indiana fans and Miami fans and A&M fans and Florida fans. You're probably right. Coastal would probably be a 500 team in the SEC. But I'm just starting to, to sit here and look and pause and say, what are we doing, right? Like, so we either need to give them a legitimate avenue to compete for a national championship or break them off, Clay, and let them have a national championship of their own, right? But the fact that we're playing basically these two divisions of college football together, I think needs to be addressed even either given them uh, give them an avenue or let them go and have a, a different style of national championship that i think a lot of people would be interested in and what's fascinating joel is what is the story of the ncaa tournament it is that everybody roots for all of the upsets to happen right that's what makes the ncaa yeah. tournament so great and honestly most well, it's people what makes would the say, first weekend great. That's right. Yeah, like, it, like, the NCAA we, tournament. We love the second weekend because the regional final games are amazing, right? And and we get like really good programs. It's Duke, Kentucky with Christian Leitner, right? Like, yeah, right. The tournament gives you everything. It gives you monsters competing against each other, and it gives you the Cinderella story. So uh, the only reason I'm pushing back, and I interrupt just because I'm a bad guy, but the only <laughs> reason I'm pushing back is this notion is that the NCAA tournament is all about the Cinderella. I think it's false. Like the, the regional games, we love when monsters collide for a chance to go to the final four. The final That's four correct. is amazing because it's, it's monsters colliding. We love monsters colliding in sports. We want to see the best teams compete with one another. Uh, I think that what's frustrating is that we don't even get a chance to see these teams have a shot. So, so like, I'll just go back to my point. And I'll reiterate it. They, we either need to separate the group of five out and say we should have a group of five national championship and, and a Power Five national championship, or we need to give them legitimate access to this playoff, which right now I don't, I really don't believe that they have one. Don't you think that given all the constraints that the athletic departments are under, that eight teams, at least for the college football playoff, is going to be a reality as soon as next year? Because I think it is, and I think that's important for college football because. The playoff, and we have like six or seven years of data now from the college football playoff, it's basically turned into the same teams, right? And that making the college football playoff is such a big recruiting tool that Clemson's going to be there almost every year right now. Bama's going to be there almost every year right now. Ohio State, maybe in Oklahoma, maybe you get another SEC team that cycles up like LSU or an Auburn has. 
But by and large, it's basically the same six or seven teams that are in the mix every year. And if you compare it, say, with the NFL, the NFL sells hope. You know, your team may be bad one year, but the next year you can make the college football playoff. To your point about the BYUs or the Coastal Carolinas or the Cincinnati's of the world, we don't sell them hope at all. But we're not even selling very much hope to hardly anybody in college football where it feels like a tiny you know, segment of the college football universe even really feels like they have a chance to make the playoff. You know what's really fascinating about this? I've thought a lot about this, a lot about this. When we used to just crown a champion based on polls at the end, I'm talking about before the BCS. Yep. There were more teams with hope. And, 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 and I'm not talking about ultimate hope. Okay. So, so bear with me for a moment here. College football used to feel bigger because there were more things in the postseason that meant a lot to schools around the country. The Rose Bowl meant a great deal. The Orange Bowl meant a great deal. You know, winning the Sugar Bowl meant a great deal. You know, winning divisions meant a great deal. All these different things programs could build on. And, And now we've stripped it down to where there's only one thing that you can measure yourself on and only four teams get to participate in that. And so what you've seen is a gigantic separation within the Power Five of teams that can actually compete at that level and teams that cannot. And, and, and I think that we, we need an adjustment. I don't know what that is yet. You asked about the expansion. I do think that expansion is going to come. I, I don't know how I feel about it just yet because I do feel like the Power Five conferences are going to turn it into an auto bid for their champion. And I yeah. have mixed feelings about that. I, I, I really do. Uh, but they are going to grow it, and, and they are going to grow it based on, on one reason primarily, but not only. But the primary reason will be the loss of revenue from this COVID year. Remember, yeah. the NFL is, has not canceled a game for one reason and one reason only, because they make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars every time the ball is kicked off. Yeah. Okay, so they, they are a volume business in television. They need every single game televised because that's where they get the line share of their revenue from as an entity. College football, that's not the case. The line share of revenue for most programs, but not all, but most programs still comes from their gate. Okay, so the programs are suffering huge, right? Their, their television deals with their conferences are large, yes, but they, they're still somewhere in the 40 to 50% range of what the overall revenue for the, for, for the program is. And I'm talking about even massive ones like Ohio State, Alabama, you know, LSU, Texas, these ones. Texas is going to lose 60, 65, $70 million this year just on their gate. Any program that has 85,000 or more seats is losing a massive amount of money. The only way to recoup that, uh, Clay, is to not only have the playoff this year come hell or high water, but expand it in future years and maybe get a second partner in, whether it's Fox or somebody else that comes in and also pays top dollar, very much similar to the NFL deal where all the networks are paying top dollar. And then you can start to distribute some of that revenue that teams and leagues were not expecting as of this year. You also get every network promoting, right? The, one of the reasons why the NFL is so big is because they've been so smart. NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN, ABC, they give a little bit to everybody. 
And so there's a huge incentive for all of those different places to be promoting as much as they can, uh, which is a pretty monster deal. All right, uh, last question for well, you. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because, listen, you bring something up, and I'm not disagreeing, but I think you're, you're bringing something up that's, that's amazing really quick. And, and here's the difference between the NFL and, and college. In college athletics, they are ultimately governed via academia. And in the NFL, they are governed governed by businessmen, yep. okay, and really successful ones at that. And I will just tell you, businessmen are way smarter than the academics in our world. <laughs> just period. I'm just no. I mean, right now, why? No, I I, th- like, I think look, the, you're... that's the truth, guys. Uh, so I, I, what I'm telling you is like the the academics go out there and and they are so thirsty for any revenue and guaranteed revenue that they don't understand how to build the business. The yeah. fact that the playoff is a one network deal is so short-sighted that like, I can't even begin to tell you how short-sighted one is the point you brought up is that in the NFL, every network wants the Super Bowl to be successful. So it just perpetuates itself every single year, right? It's like a flywheel. They get it going and it's really hard to stop. And it just continues to, to travel down the track. And, and we don't have that in college football because the major networks outside of ESPN that are involved and invested in the sport, we all just, like, after this weekend, it's just kind of like, okay, good luck. You know, like, I, what's, what's our incentive at Fox to really make the playoff better? There's none. There's none. That's, that's an incredibly short-sighted um, outlook from the academics that ultimately run this sport. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you can make that argument on a lot of level, right? I mean, it's gotten better, but to make your point about the lack of business savvy, college football is the only sport that gave away its you know, conclusions to all these, all these bowl games, right? I mean, it's really kind of crazy when you think about it, like the decision that they made overall to just effectively give it away. It, it's wild, yeah. you know, like you let the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the Rose Bowl or whatever else. Like what makes college football so incredible is the phenomenal campus environment, and then you just take that away and give it away uh, at the end of the year, and it's it's it just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, all right, so I said no. last question. Here it is. What's going to happen at Texas with Tom Herman? What do you think about Urban Meyer? And I know this can change on a day-by-day and almost minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour basis, as all coaching searches can. But Texas has one game left against uh, Kansas. They're going to go 7-3 and three this year. I mean, it would be a tremendous upset if they lost uh, to Kansas, as bad as Kansas is. So what do you think happens there going forward? Well, I don't know if they're going to play that game to begin with because Texas paused team activities. Oh, they uh, did. I can't even keep up. Yeah. I can't even keep up with all that. So they may not I play the game at all. Yet. They might not even play the game at all. Um, listen, that was an interesting game to, to do and to call um, yeah. <laughs> last week, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, Urban sitting on the desk right before the game. Yeah. Um, here's, here's where I, here's what I, where I sit. And I, and I said this on the broadcast and I'm going to, you know, make my bed and, and I'm going to lie in it. Um, Listen, if they feel like they can go get Urban, and I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it. I don't really want to talk to him about it until you know I can talk more frankly uh, publicly about it because I don't want to know information and, and feel like I'm hiding it. Right. So I, I don't know what he's going to do. I, I'm sure – listen, I'm, 
I'm sure that they've been kicking around those tires. If you can get him, that feels like a no-brainer, okay? So if you're Texas and you can get him, yeah, go like go do it. And that's going to cost a lot of money, but I think that it will probably work. It's worked everywhere that he's been. I think he's one of the great coaches in, in the history of our sport. If not, I think that they would just be changing for change's sake and not changing to be better. I just don't see the coach out there that you're bringing in that you're like, oh, this is markedly better than Tom Herman, who's had three straight top ten recruiting classes and is basically two, three snaps of the football from being undefeated this season. Right? Like they, they are building something. I know it's been frustrating. They certainly aren't quote unquote back, but they're much more back than they were under Charlie. Um, uh, Charlie uh, Strong. Yeah. Well, it's Charlie Strong, excuse me. So, for, for my seat, there are a couple of truths here that you've got to get into. One, is the program better than it was when Tom got there? Yes. Have they fallen short of expectations? Yes. Is Urban an upgrade? Yes. If Urban doesn't do it, is Tom probably still the guy? Yes. So and, and so that's where I sat. At the end of the game, I said, listen, if you can go get him, get him. And if not, let Tom build it. That's a, what I said almost verbatim, I believe, at the end of the show. And that's kind of where I sit. That's a super awkward position for Tom Herman to find himself in, right? Where basically Texas may be shopping around to see if they can get uh, to get Urban Meyer or not. If he says no, they come back maybe and just say, hey, you know, you're our guy, <laughs> even though you know – that that's not a hundred percent the case, but uh, but that's probably yeah, potentially where we are. Because time, otherwise, it, who else could it, they get that's anywhere near the Urban Meyer level? I, I you know what I don't I don't know. People are like, well, Matt Campbell's a great coach. Well, Matt Campbell's never put together a top ten class. Yep, right. Like you know, a recruiting class. So, yeah, and and James Franklin would have been not. an easy answer, but they haven't had a great year at Penn State this year. So, what exactly is going to happen there? I personally believe that the best coach that anybody could get in America, based on his history, the fact that he's learned from his mistakes, and then where he's been, is Steve Sarkeesian. I just yeah. don't know if uh, Alabama is going to let him get out of Tuscaloosa. I'm sure that they're starting to make promises to him, and, and Saban's thinking about what his you know, parachute is going to be. I think that they look at Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Washington, and they look at those models and where those programs continued to go, or, or at least hope to with Washington, where you go from Stoops to Riley and Meyer to Day and then uh, Chris Peterson to Jimmy Lake. And, and I'm sure Alabama's thinking to themselves, like, well, how do we keep this on the tracks? Probably do something like Saban to Sark in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I mean, it would be really interesting to see what exactly is going to happen there. Uh, Joel Klatt, we will talk to you next week. Uh, good luck getting to call that Michigan-Ohio State game and uh, and hopefully the Big Ten uh, title game after that. Oh, I hate you so much. Appreciate the time. <laughs> this is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I want to thank all you guys for listening on Monday. I encourage you to go uh, download 
the podcast, Todd Furman in the first hour. If you're just waking up with us, Sean Merriman in the second hour, Joel Klatt joining me in the third hour. Go download the podcast, search out my name, Clay Travis, search out OutKick. Want to thank the 300 plus affiliates as always, all 50 states. Thank all of you that are out there listening, uh, but I encourage you to go download the podcast. Danny G reads all of the five-star reviews. So if you give us a five-star review, uh, he goes and reads them, and uh, if he likes them, then he puts you in the running to win a five-star uh, T-shirt, which is exclusive paraphernalia that you can't get anywhere else. You get it from OutKick. Again, all you have to do is get out there and give us a five-star review, and uh, you'll be glad that you did. All right, we've got, um, in addition to all the time we spent breaking down the college football playoff picture, all the NFL reaction and the fact that I was watching the Browns just dominate my Titans on uh, Sunday in Nashville, we still got some games. Um, we got two Monday night football games, and we have got a Tuesday night football game for you this week. And so tonight's games, we didn't do great so far in uh, our bets. Now, I'm on the Bills to get the win tonight uh, against the 49ers. That's roughly an even game. And then Washington is uh, is going up against uh, the Steelers. And so uh, the Steelers have obviously uh, found a way to win a lot of close games. In fact, six of their 11 wins have been by a touchdown or less. Washington's been playing a lot better. Can they keep pace with the Giants, who got that monster win over the Seahawks? I, I think they probably could. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. My inclination is to uh, is to bet on Washington and the under in that game. And then, as I already told you, I like the Bills against the 49ers. Remember, that game is being played in Arizona because the 49ers were forced out of Santa Clara County and they've chosen to relocate. Dub, what do you expect in those two games? I like Washington and the under, and I like the Bills. I don't have a strong read on the over-under in that game. How would you assess it? Yeah, I kind of like San Francisco. I remember disagreeing with you when we were rec- when we were uh, doing oh. our outkick six pack. Yeah, the other game this this is interesting because the line has gone down from like eight and a half points, and now it's six and a half. Or it was six. up to double. I think it almost started at double digits, right? It like may nine have. or nine and a half. I mean, it's 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 continued to tick down as uh, the Steelers get ready for that game against Washington. Well, yeah, and you look at Washington; their strength of their team is on their defensive front. So their specialty is getting pressure on the quarterback. So I think they're going to be able to do that. Pressure Big Ben. The Steelers' run game is pretty much non-existent. I kind of think Washington has a real chance here, especially after watching the New York Giants pull off the upset against the Seahawks. They know that they need they need to win this game to keep up with them. So I think I like the Washington football team to pull off the upset uh, tonight. It's an interesting question for you. I was mentioning that I was at the uh, the Titans and the Browns game. How much does your team have to be getting beaten by for you to be willing to leave? Do you like, are you a leave the game early guy? Like, and I'm not talking about like, you know, there's four minutes left in the game and it's a, you know, 20 point. I mean, like, I was ready to go at halftime. I've never left one of my team's games, I don't think, at halftime before. But I was, the Titans were down 38 to seven at the half. And they made it a little bit interesting in the third quarter. And, uh, and, and I was there with my 10-year-old and my nephew and my brother-in-law were there too. So we ended up staying until there was like six or seven minutes left in the third quarter. I mean, the fourth quarter when the game was clearly decided at that point. But it's probably a fun, uh, we could open up phone lines sometime this week. 
what's the standard for I'm just going to bail, this is not worth my time? Because 38-7 to at the half in an NFL game, to me, is pretty close to the, like, you might as well go ahead and leave standard. Well, in a non-COVID year, I would have been way gone. I would have been gone straight to the bar. Because I remember last season, I was at the Auburn-Tennessee game where your volunteers pulled off the upset. Yep. I was out of there at half. I knew what was about to happen. I didn't want to see it with my own eyes. I, I think that was two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, well, time's yeah, just running that together was, now. Yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, but yeah, I was out of there at half. I went straight to the bar. But I, I don't do that often. That's I think that's the only time I've ever done that, actually. But yeah, I think it, the, the your game yesterday, there's no way I would have stayed. Yeah, I mean, I think it factors in with the kids, sure. you know, because my 10-year-old, like, I feel bad. Like, I was like, ah, I'm ready to go, but he's there with his uh, with his cousin. And, and so we ended up staying for basically the whole game. We left, like, six or seven minutes left or whatever it was. I mean, it was clear that there was absolutely zero chance. And the Titans at least came back and scored two quick touchdowns to start the second half. So there was at least some some reason for optimism during the third quarter. And it looked like... For a little bit there, they might actually be able to make a game of it. And I know by the end, they were trying an onside kick and everything else. But a lot of that was just a time and distance situation for the uh, the Browns where they were allowing that to take place. But I think that, that might be fun later this week to just open up the phone lines and say, like, what is the number where it's perfectly appropriate to walk out? Like, I'm not walk out of the movie theater guy, right? Like, if I buy a movie ticket, I don't remember the last time I went to a movie and I was like, ah, oh, this stinks, I'm out. But I was really close. If I if I had been there, like you said, with buddies and you could just go to the bar, I would have definitely bounced. But there with the kids, it was a little bit of a different scenario. When we come back tomorrow, we'll break down the double Monday night football games. We'll get you ready for Tuesday night football as well. I appreciate all of you. Go give us five stars. Thanks for hanging out with us Monday edition. Enjoy all the Christmas music all day long on Fox Sports Radio all the way up to Christmas. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.